get out there, get active and challenge yourself. That's what this whole Himalayan rush thing is about. It's, it's, it's about challenging yourself to something that scares you so much that you think you, you might die doing it. I, I don't say that lightly either. This is the Adventure Sports Podcast, where we talk to athletes, adventurers, and business owners from around the world of adventure sports. Whether you're climbing Mount Everest, starting a bike shop, or getting up off your couch to take your kids hiking for the first time, we want you to have the motivation and inspiration you need to chase that next adventure. The Adventure Sports Podcast is brought to you by Camp Crate, the leaders in fully planned self-guided backpacking adventures, as well as backpacking gear rental. You can check them out at campcrate.net. So there's this new backpacking food company called Peak Refuel. And honestly, I, I gave them a shot for my last backpacking trip. Y'all, it was literally the best backpacking food I've ever had in my life. I was so impressed by them that I wanted to reach out and get a deal for our listeners. So if you keep listening to the episode, I'll tell you how to save 20% off an order with them. Hey friends, check out Powder7.com, new sponsor for the Adventure Sports Podcast. I've worked with these guys for a couple of years, and two of my sons have bought their most recent pairs of skis there. What's cool is that while they do sell new skis, they also sell previously used demo skis. And these demo skis come with demo bindings, so no need to remount anything. And they are sold for less than half of what you would have to pay otherwise. Great deal, great website, great people. Check out powder7.com. Hello, this is Jordan from Netflix. How may I help you? Hey, Jordan. I uh, was wondering, could I get 99 subscriptions to Netflix for free and then pay for the 100th? And then everybody, all 100 people could just use it? No, you cannot. Why is that? Because we only give out one free trial per person per household actually so there's no way that i can pay for one subscription but like 99 other people use it for free no not that i know of all right well thanks anyway all right well thanks for calling netflix and i hope you have a great day thanks jordan look i know we're not as entertaining as netflix but even to them it sounds ridiculous to have a service for absolutely free and the truth is 99 percent of podcast listeners don't support the shows that they love. And just like something on Netflix, you know, we have production costs, we have hosting costs. There's a lot of costs actually associated with this show, and it takes money and time to produce. So, in this season of giving, we ask you, would you like to become a supporter of our show? Because we don't support this show for everybody. You know, this show is is a niche. Not everyone's going to like listening to adventures from all over the world. But you guys do. And when you become a patron of the show, you basically get the upper hand in influencing what we talk about, who we talk to, and what you want because you've shown us that you're a super fan of the show. And that's why we wanted to make it easier for you to support the show. So there is the ability to support the show for $5 a month at patreon.com. But now there's the ability to support the show for a dollar a month. Come on. We've got to be worth $1. Not only do you get to influence the show, you get the satisfaction of knowing you're making this thing happen. So join us in making the Adventure Sports Podcast the absolute best show it can be. Thank you. I usually slow down quite a bit during the holidays and uh, get a little out of shape. But, um, you know, I don't want to feel super sluggish around the first of the year, so this episode today, the revisited episode, is with Melissa Khan talking about how she went from uh, being obese to uh, being a triathlete, and it's great motivation. It's uh, it's a good reminder that anything is possible, that if I really want to do something, I can, I can get out there and do it, and that's what we want to encourage on this show. So enjoy the holidays, have a great time, um, but we want you all to set some goals for 2019, and uh, let us know how we can help you achieve them. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you travel safe wherever you're going for the holidays. Have a good time, whatever you're doing. Uh, and know that episodes are going to release uh, every day just like they do now, Mondays, Thursday, Fridays. So if you got any downtime, share it with some friends, share it with some family, and uh, 
let them listen in on the show as well. All right, y'all, here goes. Hi, friends. Today's show is about hope and motivation. Today's show is about Nepal. Today's show is about shock stars and aftershocks and 110 pounds. Today we have Melissa Kahn with us. Melissa is the shock star from Aftershocks. We'll get into what that means a little bit later, but she is headed to the Himalayan Rush Triathlon. And we are going to talk about her upcoming trip to Nepal and about the journey that has taken her to this point in her life, which I think you will find amazing. Melissa, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, it's our pleasure. It's it's always wonderful to get someone on who's excited about the same stuff that we're excited about. And I know that that's who you are. So let's start, Melissa. You live in Phoenix now. I do. We were actually having a very cold day. It's it's uh, about 62 degrees. So I'm I'm in six layers with my wool socks on. And, uh, <laughs> I think we just lost you just lost half your audience right there with the collective eye roll. But it's cold here today, Curtis. <laughs> <It's cold. laughs> it might be a little colder in Nepal. I'm not sure. Yeah, me either. <laughs> yeah. It depends on where you go and <laughs> and when. But um, anyway, I think that's fun. So you did not always live in Phoenix. You said you grew up in Philadelphia. I did. I, gr- I grew up in Philadelphia for the, the earlier part of my life. My parents divorced when I was young. And then uh, I moved around the country uh, Florida, Detroit, St. Louis, Cincinnati. So been have lived in, in many different places, but absolutely love Phoenix. I've lived here for almost nine years now and uh, absolutely love it. Just the climate is great. It's very conducive to physical fitness. Everybody's outside working out, hiking, biking. It, it's absolutely amazing. People, people are just happy to be here because it's sunny, you know, 360 days of the year. It's amazing. Hmm. So the phoenix, the bird that rises from the ashes, did phoenix turn into your phoenix experience? You know what? It, it, it's funny you say that. People have said that to me uh, in the past after hearing about my my story. And, it, you know, I, I think it's definitely true. There's there's uh, there's some truth to that. Phoenix did become my phoenix. It's um, it's, it's metaphorical, but, it, you know, it, it's hokey, but it's absolutely true. Oh, that's cool. So let's hear that story. Let's rewind. And we know that you're headed halfway around the planet and you're doing this to participate in a very athletic event in an amazing place but what we don't know is your story that got you up to this point so share that with us well so essentially Curtis you know I spent my entire life morbidly obese I um you know was the victim of many different uh, probably every type of abuse you can imagine as a child it was it was a horrible childhood story um and I used food as my comfort uh I ate away all of my emotions. I numbed myself and I, I never looked in the mirror. I just kept eating and eating and eating. And, and as the scale approached about 300 pounds, you know, one day I did, I did take a good hard look in the mirror and thought, you know, wow, th- this, this has to stop. I saw a photograph of myself as well. And, you know, the mirror sometimes can lie to you, but when you're, when you're pushing 300 pounds wearing horizontal stripes, you know, y- you look like it. <laughs> so I, uh, I, it just is what it is. I, you know, there are many, many beautiful, overweight people. I don't feel that I was one of them. I felt slovenly and sloppy, and I never felt pretty. Um, I, 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 I don't know how to put on good makeup. I'm not very girly. It just, it was, it was just not a good situation. I hope I'm painting this picture for you. <laughs> um, I, you know, I looked in the mirror one day and I said, "My God, you have to do something because you're going to die of a heart attack." My, my family's history is, you know, everybody's dead of heart disease and, you know. Uh, diabetes, cancer, all, all things mm. that, you know, hopefully you can, you can lessen your chances of, of those by a healthier lifestyle. And I, I was going down the wrong road. I just uh, was eating my emotions away every hour of every day. And so one day I just decided to make a change. I changed everything about my lifestyle from how I ate to uh, my exercise. I, I started with my eating and then I added exercise in a little bit later. And uh, the next thing I knew about a year, oh, about a year later, I was down 110 pounds and uh, people started to take note of my story. I'm, I'm very much a, a no BS type of person. I, I give it to you straight and hard exactly the way it is and how it happened. And, you know, there are no excuses. And I and I, I don't accept excuses from other people as well. And people find that a little bit refreshing. We, we really talk on a heart to heart level without the BS. And, uh, you know, people really related to that. And that's the that's how Run Heifer Run was born, uh, because people really felt that it was refreshing to 
to be able to talk in, in an environment where people were not judgmental, but that people also didn't accept their lame excuses. Like, oh, I woke up late. I can't go to the gym. Uh-uh. No, you can find time. You know, that type of thing. So it's, um, it, it's been a total 180 from, from the first 40 years of my life. And uh, I got to tell you, the next 40 are looking a whole lot more fun. Mm, that's such a fun story. You know, I heard a stat just this week, Melissa, that I thought, well, I don't doubt that that's true. But the stat was that in today's world, more people are dying from obesity than from malnutrition. It's, you know, it's sad. I I was recently uh, in London and I was at a restaurant and I was watching what people were being served. And I I was marveling to the, the friend I was with. I said to her, you know, the portions here are so much more uh, appropriate when in the United States, we, you know, at any good chain restaurant, you know, you can obviously order a chicken salad with dressing on the side, but most people are ordering the nachos. And I was, I was taken aback recently when I saw somebody eating a, a plate of nachos and it was piled high. And then on the side, a milkshake that was not just in one of the metal cups. It was so big that the milkshake came in two cups. And and I thought, my God, this is this is contributing to the obesity epidemic that we have, not just in this country, but it's spreading because now parts of Europe are claiming that they have almost as many obese people as the United States. And this is not a trophy anybody needs to have. Mm. Um, and, and so I was I was so refreshed to see when I was in England, the, the portions were, were served on plates that were so much more appropriate. And the, and the choices people were making, there were there were steamed food and vegetables versus, you know, fried pork and, and all this other stuff. Not that there's not. Like, look, I love it, too. I'm just saying. But not that there's not a place for that. But it's just it, it's become such a norm. And we're teaching our youth that this is acceptable and this is normal to eat like this when, in fact, it's really not. And it's working to our detriment. I'm here to try and spread the message that, you know, look, we can eat in moderation. We can all enjoy, you know, our, our sweet and sour pork from time to time, but, but let's get a handle on it. Let's be healthy. Let's get active. Uh, you know, let's get out there, have some fun and live a healthier lifestyle. That's what I am all about. Right on. Well, I tell you, we're, we're uh, preaching the same message. We're singing the same song. That's what the adventure sports podcast is all about. And it's funny because there's so many people that are adventurous that are pretty healthy because adventure requires health. But I love to be able to reach out to the people who are trying to be healthier, who who say, I'm not sure how I'm going to get from where I am to where I would like to be. I think it's a great idea to go out and, and grab a hold of something I love to do and be active. But they're 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 saying, how do I do that? So you did it. What was it that made it possible for you, right? <laughs> oh, you know, I, I, I did it. I didn't mean to, to do it. It just kind of fell in my lap. I had a friend, this was probably about five, four or five years ago now. She, you know, I've, I was never a runner again, having lived 40 years as a morbidly obese person. I, I couldn't walk up the stairs in my own home, quite frankly. So a friend of mine, as I began to lose weight, she said to me, I'm going to challenge you to a half marathon. And I thought, Oh, well, what's that? <laughs> Let me look into that. Uh, and so, you know, I, I kind of blindly, I hung up on her when she called me the first time and I thought, well, you're just evil. <laughs> and, and then I, the next, so I, I looked that night and, and I thought, well, 13 miles, I don't really even drive that far, but okay, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that works. So I called her back the next day and, you know, I said, look, I'm sorry for hanging up on you. I think I blamed my children for the bad connection. And I said, I'll do it. I'll do it. I don't, I don't want to do it. Uh, but I'll do it. I downloaded the Couch to 5K app. And again, having never been an athlete, never done anything athletic. I was the kid in dodgeball. Remember dodgeball back in the day? Oh, yeah. Okay. I was the kid that they wanted in the middle because I couldn't dodge the ball. I was too, I was just too fat. I, I couldn't move. <laughs> um, it's it's so my I mean, my glasses broke. They broke my nose. I tipped a tooth. I was really not not doing well. I was always the monkey in the middle, too. But I'm going to repress that again. Um, so what happened was she said, let's do this half marathon. I thought, okay. I downloaded the Couch to 5K app, and the first day I went out there to run. Now, again, Phoenix is very warm. I started training. I pro- it was probably August, so it was a cool 127 degrees out. Uh, I, I put on three sports bras. I hope that's okay to say out loud. And I um, <laughs> I didn't know what I was in for. I took I took the only sneakers I had. I mean, I had Crocs, and I had sneakers. And, and I, I hear they're not called sneakers. They're trainers. But anyway, uh, I went out there, and I after 20 seconds of trying to jog, I was calling on my iPhone for for an AED and for an ambulance. I thought, I can't, I'm going to die of a heart attack right here. My heart was racing. This is 20 seconds of running, you know, very slow pace at that. 
I thought I was going to die. And I, I kept with it and I slowly got better. I, I was able to run up to a minute and then a minute and a half. And then I actually did graduate from the Couch to 5K program. And I celebrated. I ate a whole pecan pie because I felt that was appropriate. And, uh, you know, I, I just kept going. I, I was able to, to do the half marathon. It wasn't pretty. And uh, I suffer from uh, really bad arthritis after abusing my body for so many years. But I, I decided that no more excuses. I wasn't going to take anybody else's excuse. So I couldn't take my own excuse. And I thought, we're just going to have to get it done. So I, I did the half marathon. I finished in about three and a half hours, probably. Wow. And I had to walk, I had to walk the second half of it because my hips and my, my IT band were just, which aching my knees, but I finished it. And there was something, um, there was something really addicting to, to reaching that finish line and getting a medal for something. Again, being the fat kid, I never got a medal. I never got, we didn't have participation ribbons back then either. So I got nothing. All of my friends were gymnastics stars and, you know, soccer stars. I got nothing. So for me, that medal, I think, is what did it, um, you know, and, and just seeing all that hard work that I put into training and, and to be able to see that hanging on my wall was, was like nothing else I've ever experienced. And that really began my 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 love hate relationship with running. Love hate relationship with I think a lot of people have the love hate relationship with with running, but the love seems to be winning out here. <laughs> well, you know, I still hate it. I say it every day. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But it, it's like banging your head against the wall. Why do you do it? Because it feels so good when you stop. It's it's kind of <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I I every day when we have the the ladies from Run Heifer Run, we call them the herd, and we have gentlemen as well. And we and we meet to run on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and then during the weekend we run long. And every day I'm the one out there, and I say, w what if we skip our run and just go for breakfast? You know, and, and they all just grab me and pull me along, and they're like, "Shut up, Con." Uh, <laughs> you know, these, these are, I I don't know why I love to hate it. I hate to love it, but it, it's an obsession, and I can't stop. It's it's something that it. it, it and I have to say too is that the 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 running community and the triathlon community, and we'll, we'll get to that, have been such an incredible support network. I never knew, having lived life. Uh, you know, being obese that, that whole time that there was this undercurrent of activity happening at 4 a.m. when you go outside and, you know, every Tuesday we see, you know, tall man with dog. We don't know what he looks like in the daylight because it's pitch black out there. But, you know, we see lady with two spaniels. We see, you know, group of three runners with um, Knox gear vests. We, you know, so we can identify these people by their gait and by, by their dogs. And they're, they're such an amazing community, but each and every one of them stops to say, good morning. Hello. How are you? Great job. And, and it's such an, encouraging group of people that it just it humbles me and I'm honored truly honored to call myself a runner even though I'm not a very good runner but to be a part of this community is absolutely amazing I, I'm so humbled and so grateful mm. you know I often say that if you find a sport that you love an adventure sport you love the community will come with that and I always love it when people bring that up like you just did because I've seen it over and over and over again. And that community then is what provides you with a lot of the motivation and the accountability to keep going for it, to keep chasing those dreams. And so that was a major part of, of what you're doing here. That's what you're saying. Well, you know, it, it absolutely was. And, and the interesting thing was in regard to the triathlon in the Himalayan mountains, I, I found these amazing, these, these people in Nepal are absolutely some of the warmest most hilarious people. Their their command of the English language is better than mine. And not that I'm great. I, I'm a native English speaker. These guys are incredible. And, you know, when you think of Nepal, you, and maybe I was just naive, I thought of, you know, mountain people not speaking English. These guys are hilarious. They found me on Twitter. And I like to joke with them. We, we started dating each other on Twitter. And this was over a year ago. And, and they said, you need to come do our triathlon. And, you know, then there was a lot of awkward, awkward laughter. And then I deleted them. And, you know, and then I, I thought, well, why not? You know what? What if, if, if I can, somebody like me, okay, who's been obese their whole life, not very athletic. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm the back of the pack runner, the back of the pack, everything. I, I go on bike rides with local biking groups and the 85 year old sweeper at the back is saying to me, can you pedal faster? <laughs> I'm like, no, I, I, I can't. I, I'm stuck here. Uh, so, so if somebody like me can finish a triathlon, this is called one of the world's most, they call it brutal. So it's brutal and beautiful. One of the world's most brutal triathlons. If I can finish, I don't want to win it. I just want to finish it alive. If I can finish that and inspire even one person to get up and make a positive change in their life, whether that's to start walking, 
you know, walk a third of a mile a day. We have, we have people in run heifer run who weigh 500 pounds who can't walk. I mean, literally. So, but there's nothing preventing them from sitting in a chair and doing arm exercises. So again, it goes back to that no excuses thing. Uh, we, if I can inspire somebody to, to take no excuses in their own life and, and change their outcome for the better, then together, you know, run heifer run aftershocks together and, and, and you for helping get the word out. We can change lives for the better and we can make the world a better place because we all know that, you know, we're killing ourselves slowly with all the crap that we're eating, all the, you know, the processed food and everything else. If we can inspire just a couple people to make changes, then their family will, will take note of those changes. Their children will learn from them and we can have a direct impact on the world through a, a very small ripple effect. And that's really, that's what I'm all about. I, I just think, man, if, if we can just get some people thinking about their health and their future. Well, Melissa, I love what you're telling us, and I love what you're saying. Um, you you want to motivate people so that they can reap the benefits of of losing weight, winning the battle against obesity, becoming active again, and reclaiming that life. But let's let's unpack that a little bit. How did you do it? What were the obstacles and the hurdles that you had to overcome to get started? Well, you know, the biggest obstacle I have to say was myself in my own mind. Uh, you know, our, our mind can trick us into so many things and talk us out of so many things. It's really the most powerful, powerful tool that we have. So that was my biggest obstacle was just getting past my own self. You know, I, I do have four children and that's another obstacle. I, um, I don't have the time during the day. So it's very easy to psych yourself out of it and say, yeah, but I have to get kids breakfast. I have to make their lunches. I have to plan their dinner. I get, woe is me, woe is me, I'm a caretaker and I don't have time for myself. Well, that's the problem. If you don't have time for yourself now, you're going to have to find time later to be sick. So so I decided that I'd rather make the time now rather than have to give the time later when, when maybe I'm already healthy and you know I, I, I don't want to be sick. So, so I made the time for myself. I decided every day, especially in the summertime here in Phoenix, I would get up at 3 to 3.30 in the morning and go do my run training because that's the only time of the day I had to do it. So yeah, I go to bed a little bit earlier. My my kids tell me I'm geriatric and my friends laugh at me, but I'm okay with that. You know, it, it, it's all, it's checks and balances. And if that's what I have to do to maintain a healthy lifestyle, then I have to do it. And I don't, I don't want to moan about it. I don't cry about it to people. I don't talk about it that much. I'm just doing what I have to do, just like everybody else. And I think that that's the biggest key. Get out of your own mind. Look at the bigger picture and say, what what's in it for me and what do I have to lose? Because quite frankly, you know, your health is something that money can't buy. And each and every person listening can look in the mirror and say to yourself, you know, I can find 30 minutes in the day to make time for myself. I can I can skip Starbucks, God forbid, or I could do, do this or that. or I could walk up the stairs at work. There's always something that we can do to improve our own health and fitness. Even if it's a, a small, minute change, there's always something. Mm, that's good. You know, I'd like to throw out a couple of things that I've discovered in my own life, and then I, you can comment on it. Tell me if I'm I'm lost or if it makes sense. But the first thing that I feel strongly about is dieting doesn't work. Lifestyle changes work. Absolutely. And the reason I say dieting doesn't work because diets have a start and a finish, and lifestyle changes are forever. You know, I, I could not agree with you more. People say all the time, well, what diet did you use? And, you know... Um, it's about a lifestyle change and it's about a commitment to yourself and to your family and to your own well-being. It's, it's, it's the biggest commitment is to yourself and it's about saying I'm worth it. And oftentimes, especially, you know, I know that, that people with a perfect weight also have self-esteem issues, but oftentimes overweight people, especially morbidly obese people, there, there are so many issues with self-confidence and we don't, we don't feel worthy of taking the time for ourselves. We don't feel good enough, uh, that we deserve to take care of ourselves and, you know, well, we have to take care of the kids or our spouses or anything. No, you have got to put yourself first because if you don't put yourself first, who will, you know, you, you teach other people how to treat you by the way you treat yourself. Okay. So if you discard your own health and fitness and, and you just sit around and you keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and you, and you're eating your emotions away, what are you teaching your family? What are you teaching your friends about how you feel about yourself? We've got to put ourselves first. And I don't say that to be selfish. I say that to be healthy, put yourself first and change your lifestyle, play with your children outside instead of Xbox, you know, uh, walk to the park, take the dogs for a walk, spend family time together versus everybody sitting at the dinner table after dinner on their iPhones. 
which mm. is what we see a, a whole a whole lot of. Get out there, get active, and challenge yourself. That's what this whole Himalayan rush thing is about. It's 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 about challenging yourself to something that scares you so much that you think you you might die doing it. I I don't say that lightly either. <laughs> but scare yourself and do something that puts you out of your comfort zone because that that's incredible. It's just that's the way it should be. Yeah, yeah. There's one other thing I'd like to throw out there, and and you can agree or disagree, but I I want to mention this for the listeners. Um, often it's not a, even about the volume of food that we're eating; it's it's how we're eating that food. And uh, there's obviously both involved. But I I learned from an organization called Trim Healthy Mama. I'll just mention them. I'm not trying to promote them, but I am going to say I learned from their literature that if we eat fats and carbs together. One of those two is going to get stored while the other one gets metabolized because our Absolutely. body can only do one at a time. And it's such an easy thing to say, all right, I'm not going to have fats and carbs together ever. And yeah. if you do that, yeah. then your body begins to metabolize all that energy and you don't store it anymore. And that's not even a diet. That's just saying, okay, I'm not going to have butter on my bread. I'm not going to put butter on my potato. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, you know, I, I totally agree with you. I, I've recently been diving into the world of keto and kind of testing the waters with that to see. I, you know, I, I will struggle my whole life with being a food addict. I'm, I'm definitely an emotional eater, and it just is what it is. And I think that if, you know, for me, if I can keep focused and say, okay, so today I'm going to eat protein and vegetables at this meal. It's for me, it's an hourly battle, and it's something. It, you know, it. I don't know that you would classify it necessarily as an eating disorder similar to anorexia or bulimia, but being a food addict is something that, you know, you just, before you realize it, you just ate the whole Costco sized bag of Doritos. And then you look down and, and you just say, uh Oh, what did I just do? You know, it's like buyer's remorse or the walk of shame in the morning. Mm. You look on your nightstand. <laughs> what, what did I eat last night after I ate melatonin? Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those things. And, and I, I absolutely agree with you. Um, as you know, we advance, with with our knowledge, if if we can learn, like you're saying, that you don't eat fats with carbs, then then do that. Experiment with it. See how your body reacts and give it more than three days and look for a six pack. Give it a month of, of a solid change and see how you feel. You have to be committed to it. You have to be committed to that lifestyle change. You know, I like to make that joke. You know, I've been dieting for six hours and I still can't see my abs. Um, <laughs> you, know, you have to give it time and, and respect the process, respect your body enough and, and, and just keep at it. Absolutely. I, I want to let people know, you know, it, you didn't wake up this way overnight. So you're not going to wake up a different way tomorrow morning either. It's, it takes time. It takes, you know, it just takes dedication and, and it is hard, hard work. It takes intestinal fortitude and mental strength to be able to do it. But my God, if, if, if you're not worth it, your own health and, and wellness isn't worth it. I don't know what is, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I'm no diet expert. No way. I wouldn't, I would never claim to be that. But the beauty of this whole idea is that you can still eat the fats. You can still eat the carbs. You just don't eat them together. Right. So you don't have to deny yourself life. You just have to be wise about how you enjoy it. Well, and you know what? Yeah, it's it's about checks and balances and, and saying, okay, which is more important, this instant gratification, or do I have, you know, a plan and a goal? Yeah, I love it. And, and that, that's what it's about for me. It's And again, it's, in, you know, I've had people say to me, you know, because they, they come in on my Twitter feed and they'll say, but, you know, you have you have the perfect life, you have the perfect everything. And I just, I kind of sit back and laugh and say, oh, so many things you don't know. Every bit of this takes focus and struggle. And, and it, it's about overcoming thoughts that happen by the minute. It's about overcoming your own self by the minute. And it, look, I, I, you know, I want people to know they're not alone in their struggle. We, we all struggle just because you see somebody on the outside. You don't know what's going on on the inside. And that, that applies to each and every one of us. Everybody's fighting a battle that we truly know nothing about. So if we can, if we can reach out to everybody and, and with kindness and compassion and love and say, look, I'm here to help you. What a, what a better place this world will be if we all share what we're learning about how to be, you know, better people, how to eat better, how to, how to do everything better. If we share that openly with a, with a, with a, a good intention, I think the world can only, you know, it sounds so kumbaya, but it, it, the world will be a better place. I believe that. You know, you're right. People often like to kind of laugh about it because it sounds so simple. You mean all we have to do is care about each other, love a little bit, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 That's what we're saying. Yes. Care about each other. Love a little bit. Love yourself a little bit. How about that? 
exactly. Look in the mirror. Start there. Start with, and you know, loving yourself is very difficult because we're, we're, you know, we wouldn't talk to our best friends the way we speak to ourselves, our, our inner voice. And I struggle with that too. I, you know, I'm my own worst enemy. Like I said, I mean, my biggest obstacle is my mind. I think a lot of people struggle with that. And if we can overcome that through, you know, just, just the evolution of being enlightened in terms of our own thoughts and things like that, I just think, man, the, the world is going to be a, a way better place. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I remember on my first bike trip, we were on the Alaskan Highway, my buddy and I, and we were absolutely total idiots. We had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> we ran out of food a bunch, and it really kind of scarred us because I remember being so, I remember crying one time thinking about key lime pie because <laughs> we were so hungry. And it was, we were so far from the next uh, spot to get food. And it kind of scarred me. And my wife even makes fun of me now because I tend to way overpack, even for day trips. And I don't really have to do that now because, uh, you know, we, we buy from Peak Refuel. And they have these awesome freeze-dried meals. Uh, it's lightweight. It weighs almost nothing uh, when there's no water in it. And it's a lot of food. It tastes awesome. So gone are the days of carrying way too much food. And hello to the days where we're only carrying Peak. If you'd like to give Peak Refuel a try, just go to their website, order some food. And at checkout, just use the code ASP20 at checkout to get 20% off. So give them a shot. So why did you select running and then triathlons as, as your focus? Well, you know, again, it, 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 I didn't, I didn't mean to, (laughs) it just seemed like a good idea at the time. Um, you know, everybody around me, you know, when, when you change your lifestyle, you know, you tend to get different friends, you, you make friends within the running community and, and, and you find these amazing people. And, you know, I, I, I need to keep up with them. I, I need to not, not that it's, it's a keeping up with the, the Smiths type of thing, but you know, you want to continue to, to develop those friendships and relationships. And so it's, it's great. Uh, you know, every Tuesday at 5 a.m. to to hit the road with some friends. And, you know, it's just a great way to stay in shape and to honor my body and 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 to be a good example for my children to say, look, you know, I did all this hard work. I'm not going to let it go to the wayside. I'm going to continue it. The the triathlon uh, came similar to how the first half marathon did. A friend said to me, well, why don't we do that? And I thought, are you insane? Like, I, I don't even want to swim in a pool let alone a lake. Like I, I like nature, but I don't want to like swallow it. So <laughs> it, it was one of those things where it just seemed crazy enough. So she said, look, there's, there's a triathlon in Lake Havasu. And I thought you are insane. What? And and then before I knew what I was doing, I had sent through my credit card number and I was like, Oh God, what did I just do? Um, so I, I, I trained for that, but I, I have to say to be completely transparent, it was very superficial uh, effort in my training. I hired a coach that wasn't wasn't the best in hindsight. Uh, I had never been in open water up until the day of the triathlon. I had never even put my wetsuit on. It was brand new. Never practiced putting it on wow. before the day of the triathlon. Yeah, it was a little kamikaze style. And I don't recommend that. I, I recommend, you know, and, and this triathlon that I'm training for, uh, it, I'm, I will go into it much more prepared. I'm still very, very afraid. And, and I don't know that I'll feel completely ready. But uh, it, it was such a blessing to be able to work with Aftershocks and be sponsored by them. You know, they, they were, um, I've been using their headphones for a long, long time to fuel my runs just with, you know, I, I can't run in silence. I hear my own breathing and it, it's labored <laughs> and it's no fun. So to, to be able to work with a company whose product I love and just who has amazing people behind the product, that's just made it all the more fun. You know, it's, um, to, to be able to have a little bit more of an audience to say, look, we can maybe, again, we can inspire people by, by showing them, look, if this woman who was 300 pounds, lazy as heck, can get up, make a change in her life in the midst of having four children and a job and, and two crazy dogs and everything else. If this woman thinks that she can do this, why can't I get up off the couch and try and walk a third of a mile today to improve my life? Why can't I eat broccoli. Did you know that Red Robin serves unlimited broccoli the same as they serve unlimited french fries? I did not know that. Does it come with ketchup? You're you're welcome. I well, <laughs> I like it I like it with cheddar cheese, but that's not part of the plan. But, you know, there are so many different things that uh that hopefully people can watch and and say, "Look, 
maybe I'll try that. I'm not saying that my way is the only way or the right way. I'm saying try your own way. Try whatever you can to get healthy, to to inspire yourself. And then in doing so, other people will take notice. And, And again, together, we can have this great ripple effect on the world where people say, wow, if this woman, is, if this heifer is crazy enough to think that she could go to the mountains in the, in the Himalayan mountains and do this triathlon, why can't I try and get up off the couch and, and, and do something to better my life, the life of my family? It's, it's all about trying to motivate, inspire people. And, you know, maybe a little bit of morbid curiosity when they watch and say, does the mountain kill Melissa? Well, stay tuned. <laughs> we'll <see together. laughs> Melissa, let's talk a little bit about how this works. I've seen it time and time again with the guests that we've interviewed. They decide that they're going to do something, X, Y, Z, and people say they're crazy, and they say, well, I'm going to do it anyway. And and so they start the forward movement, and then resources appear. And in your case, there was a running group that appeared that became friends that encouraged you. People started challenging you to try a triathlon, and you got sponsored even to go to Nepal and have this amazing life experience that never would have happened had you not started. Exactly. You know, and, and I created that that run heifer run. I created that group around me because there was such a need for people to feel acceptance uh, from from a community uh, just for trying to get healthy and, and to to be approached by aftershocks and, and after speaking with them. And again, you know, this this was a company whose product I've loved for a very long time and whose people I've loved for a very long time. So uh, when, when we were able to work something out where they said we would love to sponsor you, I mean, I think I was floating on cloud nine for. I, I, I'm still I still can't believe that somebody like me, you know, in, in quotation marks, somebody like me could become a sponsored athlete by anybody because who am I? I'm just the fat girl from down the street. I'm a soccer mom. I drive a minivan. I I wear, you know, stretch pants from Walmart. You know, I, who am I to be this sponsored athlete it, it, in my head? I still can't reconcile it. And it, it it's such an honor and it's such a, a privilege. I I don't take that lightly. And I and I, I hope I really hope that in doing this and making it public that I, that I not only make aftershocks proud, but that I make, that I make my children proud, that I make my friends proud, that people watch me doing it and say, wow, you know, I knew her back when, when, when she didn't even believe that she could, you know, walk up her stairs to her office, you know, it, it, it's been such a humbling journey. And, uh, I mean, Nepal, I will tell you, I just had all these immunizations to, um, to prepare for the trip and they hurt a lot. There's, there's immunizations that I've never even heard of that you need to go over there. Uh, it, so there's, there's been a lot of preparation, a lot of training. I've got, I've got a coach that I'm working with who trains Kona finishers for Ironman. And she, she said to me, she said, I'm willing to take you on because this is the craziest stunt I have ever seen ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's seen me run. She's like, you, you're going to do what? You know, she's seen me, you know, I, I had to switch from road biking to mountain biking, which is a whole different ball game. And I'm definitely afraid of heights. Uh, I have posted many, many videos on Twitter where I am just hysterically crying in tears because I'm afraid to go down the tiny little 500 foot drop. And I've got to go up. I think it's 3000 feet in 12 miles. It's going to suck. I mean, that's just that's just the bottom line. This is going to suck. <laughs> um, but but I, I need a GoPro to to, uh, to video it so people can understand just how how much I'll, I'll be crying. But it's it's so scary. And, you know, everybody has always told me in life, do do those things that are outside of your comfort zone. Do something every day that scares you. Well, training is scares me. I mean, it puts me in, you know, hysterics just trying to go down these rocky mountains. I'm very, very afraid. I'm, again, not an athlete. So getting on a mountain bike was a whole different experience for me. And just climbing up even 500 feet is, you know, my, my quads are on fire. My body is telling me stop and just eat a donut already. Um, so I, I, I fight. I fight all of that. It's true. I, I fight to continue every single day uh, to to make it to Nepal. It's um, it's going to be a swim, bike, run that I will truly never forget. That's for uh, sure. You know, Melissa, we've known each other now for, oh, about 45 minutes. And since... We're like old friends. Yeah. Since we're such old friends, I'm going to reprimand you. <laughs> okay, are you ready? Fine. I'm ready. I can take it. Okay. You are an athlete. You are <laughs> yeah. a sponsored athlete. You are a triathlete. You are a runner. You are a winner. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, now, it's, uh, that's I, the I, reprimand. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I took it well. I'm, I'm also, you know, I, again, I'm in disbelief of of all of it. Truly, it's it's been such an honor, and to be able to participate in in something like a triathlon for again for somebody like me who, you know, having come from a childhood like I, I mentioned briefly, just you know, nothing but abuse and neglect and all that to come to come 
really full circle and say, wow, I was able to turn my life around and, you know, hopefully, hopefully inspire even one person to get out there and, and look in the mirror and say, I am worth it. My God, what, what an amazing honor to have been part of somebody else's journey just by allowing them to see it just a, a little portion into mine. It's just been, um, it, it's humbling and it's, it's, it, and it's scary. I got to tell you, I mean, it, it is definitely scary looking at, looking at these mountains in Nepal. It's, uh, Scary. Uh, but it's going to be a, an incredible life experience. What I just did there is what I like to call naming. And the problem is that people try to name us when we're growing up. Our teachers, our family, our friends, they, they don't mean harm necessarily, but they name us and we start to believe in that. And, yeah. you know, when we when we stop and we name ourselves what we really want to be, and it feels dishonest at first, Right. But because yeah, we, we don't see ourselves that way. But if it's what we really want to be, then a part of us is that already. So if we can name ourselves what we want to be, then that's what our body gravitates toward. And that becomes the magnet that draws us to the, the better life that we're looking for. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like that fake it till you make it philosophy. It's, uh, you know, it, it's true. I can look in the mirror and say, you are an athlete, you know, in my best Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. And, you know, I can make little muscles with my arms and tell myself that. And, you know, one day I will believe it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there yet. I, I and I'm okay to say that. I mean, it, it's a constant evolution of self. And, you know, I've only had this new lifestyle for maybe five years, six years, something like that. It's so it's still, it's still new to me. I still can't pass a mirror and look in it without cringing, wondering, is it fat Melissa that's going to look back at me? Or is it, fit Melissa. Right. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to be skinny. I want to be strong and I want to be healthy. I'm, I'm proud of my curves um, because they tell a story of where I've been, you know, and, and I think that that's okay. If we can, if we can accept ourselves as what we are for who we are and learn to love ourselves in spite of everything, it, it, we're all winners. The, the world just becomes a, a better place. Absolutely. And the, the other thing that in our society, especially the Western society, holy cow, Comparison. We're always comparing ourselves to someone else. I mean, we the Olympics are going on, right? So people yep, watch the yes. Olympics and they see someone do something and they go, oh, I am not that. But wait a minute. Rewind. You can go to the skating rink and go ice skating. You can go to the mountain Absolutely. and snowboard. Don't say I'm yeah. not that. Say, oh, I am that in my way. I am my that. Well, and, and you know what? It's it's kind of like that Internet meme that goes that goes around Facebook and Twitter all the time about the tip of the iceberg. And then what you don't see is the big part underneath. So what they, you know, you see people performing and getting gold medals, but you don't see that they're training 12 to 14 hours a day, that their, their nutrition is spot on. They have a nutritionist, a trainer, a, you know, everybody managing them. Right. You don't see all the hard that goes into it. So, you know, don't, don't say I want to be a, a gold medal figure skater, but, but then not want to put in the work it, because these people, you know, everybody who, who achieves anything has put in the work. You know, and, and that's what you have to just, you have to take a deep breath and, you know, swallow hard, swallow your pride. Like, I, you know, I swallow my pride every time I swim, bike or run. And, and I say, you know what, that's okay. I'm going to put in the, the hard work that I can so that I can finish the way I can finish. And that's, that's at the end of the day, that's all we can do. Mm, yep. Yep. Absolutely. The Adventure Sports Podcast is also brought to you by Powder 7 Ski Shop. Powder 7 is Colorado's premier homegrown and family-owned ski shop. Online at powder7.com, they offer a huge selection of new and used ski gear, plus full tech and boot fitting services at their shop in Golden. With personalized customer service, they set up skiers from all over the world with perfect gear. From brands like Kessley, Rosignol, Black Crows, and Head, Powder 7 is all skiing all the time. So check out powder7.com to learn more. Now, back to the episode. You mentioned aftershocks a couple of times, and I would like to let the listeners know what this is about, and just in case they don't already know. Um, aftershocks sent me a free headset that I got to try out this week, and it was my first time to use it, Melissa, and I have a lot of stuff to say about it because it was, it was an amazing kind of revolutionary experience for me. But just tell our listeners, what is this? Why are we talking about aftershocks? So, I mean, honestly, they revolutionized the way I've been able to run and bike. They are bone conducting headphones. They don't go, you know, you can throw your earbuds away. They don't, they don't stay in your ears anyway. At least mine never did. So they, they are headphones that you wear over your ears and they, they kind of sit on your temple and they work through bone conduction technology so that you can actually hear the world around you 
while you are running. You can hear a cat across the street. You can hear a car coming from behind you. You can you have directional ability to hear there's something on my left. There's a dog on my right. There's, you know, especially when I, I run in the dark, I need to be aware of stray dogs or other people uh, that are coming from behind me or even in front of me without lights on. Uh, what they allow is they, they just allow you to be aware of everything around you. And, and I didn't, I, honest to God, I, I wouldn't have believed it until I tried it myself. I thought, well, how can I listen to, you know, Eminem blaring in my ears? Because I like it loud, you know, and I like this angry rap music. It's my favorite. So how can I listen to all this angry music at, at top volume and still hear my friend next to me talking to me? But you can, it because it, it conducts the, the sounds differently through your bones. So you're able to hear everything around you. I can I can carry on a conversation. That, that's assuming I actually can breathe while I'm running, but that, that's different. Um, if I was able to breathe, I could carry on a conversation because I can still hear my friend talking over my music. And, and you get the best of both worlds, and they're, they're comfortable. I, I I mean I love my I don't I don't do a bike or a run without them. Mm. So that's the the main takeaway that I got was. I'm still a part of the world around me when I'm listening to my audio. And for me, it's music sometimes. Sometimes I'm listening to a podcast. I don't know why I love podcasts so much. That That's a different story. <laughs> but it's an amazing thing. You know, when I first started wearing the, the earbuds that go in your ear, you know, someone walks yeah. up behind you and taps you on the shoulder and you jump out of your skin. You just, you're not actually yeah. plugged into the world anymore. And it took a while to get used to that because I was so isolated from what was going on around yeah. me. And then I put these on. I can have a conversation while I'm while I'm listening to music. It, it's the it's to me it's the best of both worlds. I'm a very social runner. I, I prefer not to to run alone. So for me, it's great because I can still I can still talk with my friends, and yet I can still hear the music that helps motivate me, kind of keep me on tempo during my runs. It, it absolutely revolutionized the way I was able to exercise because. I, I used to keep my iPhone in my, I have a little belt that I wear and, and like a little fanny pack, if you will, for runners. And so I would put my, my phone in there and my music would be blaring out of my back end. And a couple of people said, you know, I really don't enjoy your taste in music. Um, <laughs> could you turn it off? And I thought, well, how rude of you. You know, I, I need angry Eminem. You know, I, I need Fort Minor. I need all these, these angry rap music. And, and so now I can listen to whatever I want and nobody has to complain about it. And I don't have to impose my music taste on other people. It's really, it's a win-win. And all, as a matter of fact, all my friends who have tried them, because they don't believe it either, they're like, let, let me try those on. So they've all ordered their own because they, they got sick of me telling them they can't borrow mine. <laughs> so I take them when I travel. I mean, they're, you know, they're tiny. I take them everywhere. So I just love them. Well, I don't like to uh, make the show into an infomercial. I, I really work hard to avoid that. But what's funny about it is when I find a product that I really think is going to help the listeners, I want them to know about it. So I'm not sponsored by Aftershocks. I did a, a product review for them. And here it is, right? But I want the listeners to know this is cool. Think about this for a minute, okay? In the office, you can listen to music, still hear what's going on around you if someone needs your help or something, and others don't hear your music. That's one one thing. Absolutely. Running down the road, you can still hear the car that's sneaking up behind you that you need to be aware of. Right. The one that's getting ready to turn right in front of you or <laughs> right on top of you. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and it works for a variety of sports. So far, I've tried it. I've tried them on with my ski helmet. And it's nice. interesting that ear flaps on the ski helmet press on the, the temple pieces just a little. It wasn't uncomfortable. Okay. I thought, well, I, that'll take a little getting used to. But so does wearing glasses or listening to earbuds. Right. But right. it even sounded better with my helmet on than it did without. And I thought, okay, so I can ski with these. Next is going to be mountain biking with them on. I already know that that's going to yeah. be a joy because I'll be able to hear nature around me. I took a walk over the weekend down to the river with my family. And I put those on and I turned on some music I wanted to hear. And then I was surprised because I could still hear the gentle gurgling of the river as I was hiking. And I thought, oh, this is nice. Because I can be in nature and still hear nature and still get music. You do. You get the best of both worlds. And, and you know, I, I will say they obviously they sponsored me. But I will tell you, I was screaming about aftershocks before they sponsored me. I, I also I, there's products that I love and products that I, I that I could take or leave. And when I find a product whose people behind that product are just as good, then I do. I'm like you. I will scream it from the mountaintops. You know, I'm not getting paid to, you know, say, oh, everybody go buy Aftershocks. What, what I'm here to say is that the, the company is just 
as good as the product, the people behind the product. And, and that's what I really love. This is, you know, again, this is just a company that has people with integrity and the, and the product itself is, in my opinion, I, you know, I, I give them for Christmas. I want everybody to have a pair because I can run now and I, and I feel safe. I can do my mountain biking, you know, and here, you know, I'm biking in the, in the mountains here. We have coyotes and, um, you know, all kinds of mountain lions. I want rattlesnakes. I want to hear what's going on around me so that I can stay safe. And so to me, they've just been, um, they've revolutionized my, my whole exercise just yeah. because I feel safe. I feel safe. I mean, and, and at the end of the day, you know, I have to come home to four children, so I need to make sure I'm safe. <laughs> you know, I wanted to try these out, but everybody in my family wanted to try them out and they didn't want to give them back once they started using them. And then in the end, my co-host Travis took them away. So they're gone now. I can't even hang on to them because everybody else wants them. But yeah, yeah, it, it's true. Yeah, they're great. You know? Yeah. A couple more things that I want to tell the listeners about them. Um, audio quality. So if you're an audiophile and you want to have high fidelity sound, then you're not going to get that out of an earphone that's portable. Regardless, the aftershocks, when you're using the bone conduction only, then the sound is good. It's solid, but it's not high fidelity necessarily because bone conduction is a little different, but it's amazing. You'll love it. And it's it's definitely good enough to thoroughly enjoy your music, but it also comes with some earplugs. Now, would you use the earplugs running down the road? No, that's that defeats the purpose. But as soon as you put the earplugs in, then the bone conduction is able to really, really sound great. And now you start to get a sound that, that will really knock your socks off. So I just say it that way. The sound is good. And I like them for also making phone calls because it's a Bluetooth headset for using with your cell yep. phone as well. So that's very convenient and helps. But the point is the sound is 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 perfectly good. If you want high fidelity, then it's going to be in your stereo system at home. But if you want the convenience and the advantages and the safety of the bone conduction, then these are definitely for you. And they sound great. They really do. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't agree with you more. I, I absolutely love them. I use them in my car as well. It, oftentimes I forget I'm wearing them. So, you know, my kids will say, you know, mom, take take the headphones off. It's bedtime. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know, they're just lightweight and, you know, I wear them with, with my bike helmet and, you know, all that stuff. And, um, you know, again, I, I just think they're great. And I will be bringing them to Nepal to, to help, uh, re, you know, kind of take my, take my thoughts off of the torture that I'll, <laughs> that I'll be going under, uh, up this mountain. So, well, let's talk about Nepal a little bit more. Um, what are your expectations? What do you think it's going to be like, first of all, just to get to Nepal, and then to get from where you land in Nepal to where your triathlon is, and then what do you think it's going to be like to be at the starting line and actually begin to execute? Yeah, well, I will tell you, it's a 38-hour trek to get there. Uh, it's <laughs> it's going to be a little rough. I mean, I, I'm not going to check luggage, so it's going to be a really, uh, it's going to be a tight fit with the suitcase, trying to get the wetsuit, the helmet, the sneakers, and everything in there or the trainers, if you will. Uh, so it, it's going to be an adventure just getting there. And I think that once I'm there, I, I really, you know, I'm the type of person that kind of takes it all in, but I really, I don't know that I'll digest it until after I've done. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it, it's going to be one of those things standing at the start line is going to be absolutely surreal, especially because I'm not a strong swimmer and the swim has turned into the, the easiest of the three disciplines. Wow. <laughs> uh, so I, yeah, it's going to be crazy. I, the best thing is, you know, I'll have a wetsuit. I'll float. You know, I, at the end of the day, I know I'll float no matter what. So I take <laughs> solace in that. Uh, I will float. I keep It's a mantra in my head. Don't worry, you'll float. So I, I think it's going to be absolutely surreal to be there and to look around and, and to not, not just to represent aftershocks, but to represent every single person that I have come in contact with who feels that they're not good enough, that they're lesser than because of their weight, because of any other issues to, to be able to represent all of it. It's kind of like that movie, Revenge of the Nerds. You know, I'm the nerd. I, I, I want people to understand I'm not just doing this for me. I'm doing this for all of us. I'm doing this for every single one of you who looked in the mirror and said, you're fat, you're ugly, you're not good enough. Nobody loves you. You're not good enough to be worthy of love. I'm doing this for every single one of us who never thought our lives would amount to anything, who thought, you know, that we would just end up, you know, wh whether, you know, meth head in the corner or you know, wh whatever else, uh, whatever, whatever we denied ourselves, you know, those, those personal affirmations. I'm doing this for every single person who gets up every day, 
with no self-esteem and, and maybe says, why is what life worth living? Why, mm. why am I here? Watch me do this and watch me finish. And I'm finishing for every single one of us. And I don't mean me. I mean, all of us, I'm doing this so that people can understand that if, if I can do it, this fat chick from Philly, if I can do this, then we can all do something and, and make our lives better. I am not doing this for me. I'm doing this for all of us. And, and I really, man, if I could just inspire one, if one person could reach out and say, I'm going to, I'm going to make a change because if you can believe in yourself, then I'm going to go out on a limb and believe you and say that maybe I can believe in myself too. What, what greater honor than to know that you've been able to help change somebody's life. Oh yeah. Thank you for saying that. I agree 110%. Thank you. I want to point out one more people group that you're going to change lives for. It's your four kids. It's your four kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, uh, they, they're they they're the most in disbelief. They just kind of shake their head and like, what's mom doing today? You know, <laughs> they just, they, you're biking down what mountain? We, you know, because they don't see me do it. They're in school all day. So they come home at the dinner table and they say, well, what, what did you do today? Well, you know, today I swam a mile and then I biked, you know, 10 miles and then I, then I ran a 5k and they're looking at me like, really? Uh, they don't, they don't come to a lot of my races because, you know, there's, they're four teenagers and so they, they have jobs and they, and they have friends and I'm not cool. So they, they don't, they don't want to bother watching it, but I do hear them, you know, when they're on the phone or texting their friends saying, dude, check out what my mom did today, you know, and so they follow me, they follow me on Twitter, which I, I'm not really sure how I feel about, but they, they do take notice. So you're right. And, and, and in watching how I eat, you know, my, my daughter said to me the other day, can I, you know, can I have an avocado and some nuts and this and that? I, I'd like to eat more protein and fat. I'd like to cut down on my carbs. And I said to her, you know, absolutely. How can I help you? Let's talk about this. Let's talk about how to eat healthy and, and let's do it together. Let's support each other. And, and I, you know, again, we're all here for each other. That's at the end of the day, that's what it's all about is, is community and, and, and helping each other move forward. Yeah. And, you know, let's, let's go 20 years into the future. I seriously doubt that you're ever going to sit down and say, I wish I never would have done all that. Bonbons would have been so much more fun. <laughs> I say that today. <laughs> Every day I'm like, yeah, I want to eat a hot dog. I want to go to Costco and eat the whole, like not, I, I don't want to leave the bun, Curtis. I want to eat the bun. <laughs> give, me, give me the damn hot dog. You know, I, you're right. You, at the end of the day, what what's worth it to you? And everybody has to ask themselves that same question. What What's your break point? What is it worth to you to make a change? When when the pain of staying the way we are right now is, is different from the pain of moving forward, that's how we know we're ready to make a change. Mm. And, and everybody's threshold is different. You know, everybody has a different break point. For me, it was just looking in the mirror and then seeing this photo. And, and, I, and I just remember thinking, I want to be pretty. I want to be one of the pretty people. I, I want to I want to be the one, and it's shallow as heck. I, I admit that, but I wanted, I wanted people to look at me and say, I think she's pretty, you know, because my whole life I felt ugly. And that's yeah. all, you know, it, again, it's vain, it's shallow, but in addition to being healthy, I wanted to feel beautiful from the inside. And, you know, that was a motivating factor for me. It still is. I, I want, I want to be, I want to be one of the pretty people. And I know that sounds shallow. But I'm, be, I'm being raw and I'm being honest with you that, you know, I, I being healthy has given me a little bit more self-confidence to say, OK, so maybe maybe I can play with the pretty people now. I'm never going to, you know, be a Kardashian and never going to be as beautiful as so. But but I can feel that way on the inside. And, and when you feel pretty, you act pretty, you know, oh, yeah. you, you act, you know, it, it's how we feel on the inside that that, that that dictates how we act on the outside. And, you know, if, if I can, like I said, if I can help one person make a positive change that that at the end of the day it's all my struggle is not in vain it's it's all worth it yep and melissa healthy is pretty they go hand in yeah, well, hand it, so you're exactly and and, and and skinny does not equal pretty you have to be strong and you know skinny can be pretty but you, you know you want you want to be strong that that's you know i think strong is the new skinny if you will you know yes. um and i i just think it's it's so important that everybody has their own version of their own individual strength and individuality and, and their own, their own version of how they can feel pretty. Yeah. Um, I, I just think, you know, if we, if we can all help each other, this world will improve. Absolutely. So you said if just one person would, would let me know that they were inspired. So how does that one person find you and let you know? Well, they can find me on Twitter. It's Melissa, M-E-L-I-S-S-A, Khan, K-A-H-N, and then the number seven. So Melissa Khan 7. We we have a Facebook group called Run Heifer Run. 
and we have it's just as many men as we do women. So so certainly men don't feel uh, awkward about joining. And we that that group is closed. So, uh, you know, ask to join and say, hey, you know, I heard you on the podcast, whatever that I'm on Instagram at run heifer run. I and my Instagram, I still struggle to make it cool. I, I'm learning from my children. Uh, so I'm still getting there. But, you know, Twitter and Facebook are the, are the main two ways. We have a website, you know, runheiferrun.com. You can scroll through different people's stories and read about each and every person about their struggle. And everybody thinks that their story is not inspiring. But each of us have there's something to everybody's story that somebody else can relate to. And there's power in, in sharing and being vulnerable. There's power in that vulnerability because you, you learn that you're not alone. You learn that other people share those same struggles and, and, and then you have camaraderie and then you have a community and, and our community is fiercely protective of each other. We are one of the, the larger groups on Facebook that has no drama. We don't mm. take it. And it's not that <laughs> I don't take it. It's the, it's that everybody else says, no, 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 this is not how we act in the group of heifers. We call it the hefferhood. This is, this is a respectful, safe place where we can all talk about our struggles openly, where we know we will get called on the carpet for our excuses, but it's always done out of love and concern and care for our fellow human in that we, we want each other to succeed and we're going to, we're going to help however we can. We're going to help each other succeed. So, Oh yeah. And that, that's a beautiful thing. How can people learn more about aftershocks? Well, absolutely. They can go to aftershocks.com. They can, uh, you know, it's, it's at A F T E R and then S H O K Z. And they can also search aftershocks on Twitter at the same, the same handle. And uh, certainly they can contact me. I can put them in touch with Aftershocks if they buy. I have a discount code if anybody would like 20% off. I'm happy to share that as well. But they, they can find them online, you know, read all about the product. They've got blogs and, and they're on Instagram as well. And, uh, you know, lots of great, great athletes using Aftershocks. So there's lots of inspiration, not just my story, but many other athletes that are incredible that are, that are using this product. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm around to talk to anybody anytime if, if they have you know, they just want somebody to talk to. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist, but I'm certainly somebody who will sit down and listen and tell you, you know, yes, I can relate to you or no, but here's somebody who can relate to you. Uh, we're all in this together. And, and, you know, the biggest thing is just to help each other. Mm, I love it. So, Melissa, you probably don't know this, but Aftershocks were so generous as to give us a second set. It's the Trex Air, and they want us to give it away. Woohoo! So, yep. So we're going to Love give it. away a set of these Aftershocks uh, bone conducting earphones, and uh, it's going to be awesome. So how do you how do you win these earphones? It's really, really simple. Go to AdventureSportsPodcast.com, click the Contact Us button, and send us an email that says, I want those earphones, and we'll do a drawing, <laughs> and we'll announce who won on a future episode and send them out. But these, by the way, they're not low-end stuff. These are top-end stuff. Uh, really nice. They are not cheap. They cost a little bit of coin and they're worth it. And it's rare that you can say that about something, but they are, they're worth it. So if you win this, uh, this headset from us, you're going to be really, really pleased. So once again, adventuresportspodcast.com, click the contact us button, send us the email that says, I want to be in the drawing for the aftershocks. And we're going to give away a pair of these. I love it. I love it. What, it. what That's fun, too. And, you know, boy, who doesn't like winning stuff? Christmas is over. So, let you know, this is this is like Christmas all over again in February. I love it. Yep. Well, Melissa, we have burned through an hour already, and it's been a real delight to hear your motivation, to hear your your hope and your inspiration. You've inspired me, and I'm pulling for you. So when are you going to Nepal? Uh, I leave the U.S. on the 25th of March, so just over a month away. Uh, but who's counting? So a month from now. <laughs> Yeah. The whole audience is going to be pulling for you. Everyone, remember Melissa in Nepal doing a triathlon uh, and uh, throw some energy her way. And I wish you all the best on that trip. It just sounds delightful. I'm jealous. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll be sharing it on Twitter. We're using a hashtag. It's it's letter I and then my last name, Khan, K-A-H-N. So if you search Twitter for the hashtag icon, you'll see I, I post my training videos. Where, and they're very real. Some of them are ugly. I You know, I'm very raw in, in talking to people about how hard it is and uh you know there's been great support so follow along if you're on twitter at the hashtag icon and um you know it, it's sure to be <laughs> an adventure if, if not i mean i just want to finish alive that that's my only goal you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure you'll pull that off that'll be great yeah thank you well, melissa thank you so much for your time today thank you for having me it's been a pleasure to be here i appreciate it oh you bet and for all of our listeners out there 
share this episode with with people that need Melissa's encouragement. I think that this is one of those episodes that can change lives. Melissa laid it all out there for you. Share it with people that you think could could use this type of encouragement to take that next step into a new life. And until the next show, make sure you do get out there and have some fun. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you know somebody that would make a good guest on the show, or if you have a pretty cool story about the outdoors or adventure sports that you want to tell us, please call us and leave a voicemail at 812-MAIL-POD. That is 812-624-5763. You can also send us an email at info at adventuresportspodcast.com. Again, it is always helpful to leave us a review on iTunes. And if you'd like to be a supporter of the show, you can give five bucks a month at patreon.com slash adventure sports podcast and links for all that stuff is also in the show notes. So thanks again for listening and y'all get out there and do something so you can be on the show one day. All right, later. Don't forget if you want to save 20% off the best backpacking food you're ever going to eat, go to peakrefuel.com and use ASP20 at checkout.